0: Going Through Life with Betty and Bob. This is Milton Cross, ladies and gentlemen, inviting you to join us for a visit with Betty and Bob Drake. But first, a few words from a friend of yours. Betty and Bob and Chet Andrews, the young local school teacher, last night broke up a mob that was trying to lynch a half-crazed farmer who had wounded a deputy sheriff. And then they prevailed on the farmer to surrender to the sheriff and throw himself on the mercy of the county judge. Yes, all this has happened on Betty and Bob's first day back in Walton. And now this morning, on the second day, we find Betty and Bob and Bob's mother sitting down to breakfast.
1: But you, you mean to say all that happened after I went to sleep last night? <laughs> You've always been a very sound sleeper, Mother. Yes, but shots... They were a mile away. And you mean you and Bob and this young school schoolteacher... Uh, oh, what's his name again? Chet Andrews, dear. Uh, stopped the mob from killing Mr. Ruzak? Yes, it amounted to that. Uh, and then, then this little girl escaped from her father's house and came here.
2: Yes, that's right, Mother.
1: And then you all went back again and you persuaded Mr. Ruzak to give himself up. <laughs> You've got it perfectly now, Mother. Well, where is Mr. Ruzak now?
0: He's in the county jail. He's going to be brought before Judge Roberts tomorrow.
1: We're going to do everything we can to get the judge to suspend sentence.
0: Say, uh, Chet Andrews kind of took a liking to Claire, didn't
1: he? Yes, he did seem to. She looked so young and pretty last night. I guess Chet didn't notice when we introduced her as Mrs. Evans.
0: Oh, I'm afraid he didn't.
1: It would be wonderful if later on she she marries a fine young man. Oh, not so fast, Mother. Oh, you haven't even met Chet Andrews. <laughs> Claire? Claire? I spoke to her on my way down. I wonder what's keeping her. I don't know. I'll go on and see. Oh, look. Look at Gardini and the babies on the lawn, dear. She's making faces. <laughs> look at them laugh. Yeah,
0: let me see. <laughs> Claire! Claire! Hey, Mother. Hmm? Mother. Come on over here and take a look. It's worth the price of admission.
1: <laughs> now, you don't have to tell me that. Oh,
0: look at those babies. Oh, please.
1: they are marvelous.
0: <laughs> my son and my daughter.
1: Well, give Betty a little of the credit, son.
0: Say, did you ever see such happy faces and such beautiful ones? Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, what is it, Betty?
1: Would you come up here, please? What is it? Claire's talking to herself again the way she used to. Just after Hal was killed.
0: I thought she was all over that.
1: I thought so, too. Listen, Bob. Listen.
3: Do you hear me, Hal? I never thought I'd be happy again. I am now, in a way. I never thought I'd get over losing you. I never will, really. But Betty and Bob have been so kind. So wonderfully kind. They've moved out to their country home, Hal, and, and they've taken me with them. They've made me feel like one of the family. And in a little while, your son's going to be born. Or your daughter, Hal. And it makes me happy to think of that. That's all, Hal. I just wanted you to know that. In a way, I'm happy again. Oh, lovely out here in the country. I thought you might be glad to know how I felt.
1: What do you think, Bob?
0: Oh, I I don't think it was the same as before. That was just a kind of prayer of thankfulness. She, She wasn't rambling.
1: No, no, she wasn't. I'll go and get her out.
0: Oh, let me go downstairs first.
1: All right, dear. Oh, here comes the mailman. Oh,
0: that's well, Mother. I'll get my copy of yesterday's trumpet.
1: Claire?
3: Claire. I'm coming, Betty.
1: Well, didn't you hear me calling you before? Oh, no, did you call me? Mm-hmm. Breakfast is ready, oh, dear. I'm so sorry. How are you feeling this morning?
3: Marvelous. I had a dream about Mr. Roussak and his children, and
1: everything turned out all right. I'm
0: sure it will. Hey, what is this? No trumpet.
1: No, no, don't shout.
0: Look, I left explicit orders for a copy of the trumpet to be mailed out to me every afternoon. Now, why isn't it here?
1: Take it easy, Bob. I'm still the
0: publisher of that newspaper, and when a publisher can't have his own orders obeyed...
1: Please, Bob, perhaps it got delayed in the mail Well, nothing else
0: got delayed in the mail. I got a lot of bills from Monroe, from the department stores, the garage, (laughs) but no copy of my own newspaper.
1: Oh, Bob, please, don't excite yourself that way. Come on, now, let's all sit down and have some breakfast.
0: Not until I find out what this is all about. To make sure something like this wouldn't happen, I told that new managing editor, Swanson, to take care of it. I'm going to get him on the phone.
1: Bob, please.
0: please. No, I'm going to get him right now.
1: All right, if you insist. But the rest of us are going ahead.
0: All right, you go ahead and start.
1: We certainly shall. Mother? Claire? Come on, let's sit down and start eating. Hello.
0: Hello, operator. Long distance.
1: Bob, will you please keep your temper in check, dear?
0: Bad enough to give up something that's meant your whole life, running a newspaper. But but when I can't even get a copy of it to read, I... Hello, long distance, give me Monroe 752 and try to put it through in a hurry. This is important. What's important?
1: That you didn't get your newspaper to read at breakfast? Well,
0: it's important to me. Oh, darling. Hello, Trumpet. This is Bob Drake. Give me managing editor Swanson. That's right, Bob Drake. What do I want to talk to him about? Listen, I'm the publisher of The Trumpet. That's right, Robert Drake. Yes! How do you like that? (laughs) They've forgotten about me already. I think you're ridiculous. Hello, Swanson. This is Drake. (laughs) Yes, I'm out here in the country, and I'm feeling fine. Yes, and so is Mrs. Drake. But I'd feel a whole lot better if I'd received my copy of The Trumpet this morning. What happened? Must have been a slip-up in the mailing department, huh? Don't you think I'm the wrong person to make a slip-up on? Oh, dear. You're taking the responsibility. What? Well, what excitement happened yesterday? Chief of Police Henderson resigned. What? Let, let me have that again. Yeah. All right, he resigned, but what reasons did he give? Huh? Now, listen, Henderson. He wasn't the brightest chief of police in the world, but he was an honest man. Well, who made him quit? Oh, you don't know. Well, make sure you find out in a hurry. And what? The city manager, too. Bob, what is it? What's happening? Uh, excuse me. Just a minute, Mr. Swanson. Yeah. He's been tipped off that city manager Kellogg is resigning tomorrow.
1: Oh, see what else you can find out, dear.
0: Now look, Swanson. I hope you got all your best men on this. I, I know that this isn't supposed to be any of my business anymore, but it seems to me all this is the result of our paper's political crusade. W- well, now look, Swanson, you'll keep me informed about this all along, won't you? Well, in heaven's name, see that I get the trumpet every morning. Yes. Oh, okay, Swanson, goodbye. Boy, the fireworks are sure popping in old Monroe. Oh, what?
1: there's no doubt about that, darling. Now, would you sit down to breakfast and try to think of your food? It'll be better for d- for your digestion.
0: Well, uh, how long can Bob be kept from running back to Monroe in the excitement of newspaper life? There's no question that Bob does need a rest. The operation that gave him back the use of his legs was a very serious one, a very severe strain upon his entire nervous system, and he cannot afford to relapse. So Betty must exercise all her powers to keep him in Walton, to keep him quiet, at least until he has more of his old strength. Late this afternoon, we find Betty and Bob working over one of the flower beds in front of the house. The car drives up. It's the young schoolteacher, Chet Andrews.
2: Look who's here, Bob. Huh? Oh, hello, Chet. Oh, hello, Betty. Hello, Bob. Hiya. Hiya. Well, we talk as though we were old friends already when we haven't known each other 24 hours. School just out? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, little Anita and Maria Rusak were back in class. Oh, good. The parkers took them over.
1: Oh, that's good. How were they?
2: Oh, fine. They seem absolutely confident we'll give their father right back to them. And I think we'll be able to. Well, what makes you think so, Chet? Well, I ran into Mayor Patterson this noon. Yeah? He says Joe Barnum and the other boys ought to be ashamed for what they tried to do last night. He's going to put in a good word to Judge Roberts about Rusek, too. I don't mind telling you that the fact you two were involved in this will also bring a lot of pressure to bear upon the judge, who's a very nice fellow to begin with. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, there's something else I, I don't mind telling you, too.
1: What's that, Chet?
2: Well, I, I just didn't exactly drop by to see you two. I... Oh, you didn't?
1: We are very hurt.
2: Well, where's the young lady who's staying with you? Miss Evans? Claire, I, I think you call her. Oh, well, Chet, uh, she's awfully pretty, isn't she?
1: <laughs> yes, she and is. And very really
2: I... charming. Uh, where Where is Miss Evans? Well, to begin with, Chet, it's not Miss Evans. It's Mrs. Evans. Mrs.?
1: Yes, Claire is a, a widow, Chet. Oh, Her husband was a reporter who worked for the Trumpet. He was killed several months ago.
2: Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. Well, I... I still would like to see her, if she's around. If if you think it's all right.
1: Oh, of course we think it's all right. But before you interest yourself any further, I, I think there are other things you ought to know about her, Chet.
0: Well, what will happen to Chet's interest when he hears the full story about Claire... About her devotion to her husband that not even death has been able to steal. About the baby that is going to be born. Be with us for our next meeting with Betty and Bob. These important questions will be answered then. Milton Cross again, ladies and gentlemen, inviting you to take a moment to listen to an important message. This program is presented over this station five times each week, Monday through Friday, at this same hour. Join us when we next meet Betty and Bob, your announcer, Milton Cross.